You're listening to the MLS Fantasy Insider, bringing you weekly tips, tricks, and advice for the official MLS Fantasy game. Hello and welcome to episode 12 of the MLS Fantasy Insider, our review of round eight and preview of round nine. This episode is brought to you by the newest product from Apple and MLS, iOutage. Oh, no, 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 wait. Um, actually brought to you by the amazing MLS Fantasy Insider Patreon supporters. It's because of you that we're able to keep this project going. Uh, you can learn more about how to become a member of our Patreon community at patreon.com slash MLSFI. And again, all this month, I've been making sure people know that be sure to join at the tier that you want to have your swag from because I'm going to be downloading the report so that we can go ahead and get that started for the ordering of the new tier, new swag tier so I can send out everything in one big um, lot from last year and this year. I'm your host, Reed Connolly from MLSFantasyBoss.com. And tonight I'm joined by my partners in fantasy, Ashley Savage. And Blaine is on a break. His uh, son had I think, tubes in his ears, and so he needed uh, much relief. So Ashley is with us tonight. And we'd also like to welcome our very special guest, Christian Ward from the MLS Fantasy Boss Discord admin team and number two overall player in the fantasy game as of right now. Welcome. Thanks for, thanks for jinxing it. I mean, well, we had to say it. We had to, of course, we have to talk about that. But but as I previewed some behind the scenes before we started the show tonight, uh, Christian is not the only person I want to plug tonight. For those of you who are new to the show, uh, you know, we always plug the fantasy discord community and how great it is uh, just because of the friendliness and the interaction and willingness to share tips is are just some of the, the big reasons. But here is some of the credibility or the credentials that go along with that. If you go to the overall league standings right now and just start scrolling through, um, Christian's number two, older goaler, number one of our founders and main admins, is number one overall. Sloppy Stakes, who we mention often in the Discord communities, is number three. Donuts, one of our past fantasy expert championships, number four. And the list just keeps going on down there. Pretty much uh, everyone in the, almost everyone in the top 20 is a member of the MLS Fantasy Boss Discord community. There were maybe three names that we just didn't recognize immediately. So you may already also be members of the community too. We just don't know. Or you may be lurker members, which we love the lurkers as well who here are here just to learn and, and up their game. And if you keep going down, we have even more members as we keep going through the top 30, the top 40, even in the top 70. Is that right, Ashley, for uh, Spencer? Top, he's not in the community. He's just married to one. There he we go. Discord. He doesn't Discord, that guy. Can't count him. He is 67. No, we do talk about him, so he's yeah. in there. <laughs> yeah, but, adjacently a member, huh? But this is what it's about. I mean, the players in this game are active in our community. They're actively giving advice, and you may not be able to – get the same teams or the same switcheroos or the same uh, little nuances that they do, but they are there to help. And I get messages all the time about people who talk about how they've improved their score. They've hit their highest scores uh, uh, ever. And it's because they're part of this community. And these are some of the players that are there who are willing to help. So thanks so much for being members. Those of you who are doing well, I always love to hear about your success stories. And for those uh, like Gene, who also interact on Twitter with some of the, the, um, failures or just the 
the the hard parts of fantasy, the picking the wrong captain of the wrong forward on the same team. I get I'm there with you, and I get that as well, and I love to hear those. So, uh, thank you so much. And let's just jump right into talking about our expectations and reality from this past round eight. I'll start off really quick, uh, which Blaine's not here, so I can't give him the opportunity to speak about St. Louis since we enjoy giving that to him. But uh, it falls to me this week because of playing against Cincinnati. And I think it's fair to say that with Acosta not being there, there were question marks about Cincinnati. So we didn't expect them to come out just amazing on the road against a uh, St. Louis team that's been doing very well. Um, There were lots of questions about where would Barial play because he had played in that number 10 spot in the previous year. Uh, But I don't think anyone really expected that lineup that they threw out with Santos down there and and with Brenner now with that that offer as well with with his absence. Uh, But no one expected that 5-1 beat down from um, St. Louis. And you St. Louis fans can just go ahead and hold back because you you can't tell me you expected to just have this huge, massive beat down on a team that had allowed four goals all season to allow five in one game. You might have expected to win, and that's fine, but not by that much. And to have one an own goal off of Celentano of a goal off the back post, hitting his hand, that was just like, okay, that's just wrong. Two great opportunities capitalized on upset plays. So mm-hmm. those are those are definite um, faults on Cincinnati for you have to be there. You have to be ready for those things. Uh, and then a couple of those open play goals as well. So uh, if you look at the stats, though, it was a bit more even. But we saw goals from, from the fantasy side. We saw goals from players and, and points from players that we have expected throughout this whole time with Stroud and, and Lowen and everybody like that. So the same players that we've been targeting – produced and that's why we're looking at them and several of them are still at very good value points for you to pick them up in the right situations will this round be the right situation for that i I don't know uh the other fantasy side for cincinnati nuobido came back that's always been a great boost for the defensive formation for cincinnati uh acosta also very much missed there's some question marks now with cincinnati what's going to happen with acosta out and with brenner out so stay tuned for that Uh, but that might not be an issue for this week for you to have to even consider. The ongoing conversation that Asher and I tend to have is, is um, is Barial worth it? And when he was 10 million potentially playing at 10, my answer was absolutely. If you're gonna look at yourself with maybe six midfielders essentially at that point. As a defender at that much for me, I still don't think he's worth it. I'd rather go with someone else like Miazga or Mascara my, myself. So, um, that's my fancy takeaway for Cincinnati and St. Louis. And that's all that I'm going to talk about this week for that takeaway. So let's just move on over to Ashley. Yeah. Let's go from beat down to beat down. Shall we? Uh, So I got a decent amount of flack uh, last week for, you know, basically downing the the Sounders. And to be clear, um, I said I wouldn't pick up Sounders defense. And I wouldn't pick up Sounders midfield uh, because Lodiero hadn't cracked over an eight. He got a nine, which is decent. Like, you know, that's still good. Um, But, you know, he hadn't, he hadn't produced many points leading up to it. Um, We weren't sure about the formation. 
Sounders fans, we knew Rusnak and uh, Josh Atencio were going to be missing. Uh, come kickoff, Christian Roldan was in concussion protocol. All of these things lead me to not really want Seattle because in the Cascadia rivalry, whichever team is doing the worst tends to want it more. And so the only thing I said positively um, was that Rui Diaz scores goals at Portland. And so I had Rui Diaz, um, and I said it last week on the pod. So my expectation was a really chippy tie, maybe a, a shit ton of yellow cards, maybe 2-1 Sounders just because they were in better form, maybe. But I was expecting a, a draw, city draw. Um, no shutouts across the board. And Rui to get a goal. And the only thing I was right about was Rui to get a goal. It was a crazy 20 minutes of soccer. Um, just like Reed said for, for Cincinnati, most goals, you know, more goals than Seattle, Seattle's been put on them all season in that in that span. Um, I think it was a really gritty performance by the Timbers that might make us want to look back at Mascara again. Um, someone a lot of people were were high on. Um, for fantasy point production in the start of the season, even when they weren't keeping shutouts. Um, I thought it was a great game for him. I don't think fantasy-wise you really should bank on anyone for them offensively because they're just working through injuries and all that stuff. But a really great performance um, from them from a fantasy point-wise and as a team, as hard it was was to watch. So um, I went to bed at 3-1, so that just tells you how I felt about it. Um, for fantasy, I said this last week and I'll continue to say it, um, Jordan Morris that you picked up the first three weeks of fantasy is not the Jordan Morris when Raul Ruiz Diaz plays and he's very expensive. Um, and so I think it's important to note that as we come into this week, um, before Minnesota comes to town. Uh, the other game I wanted to highlight was El Trafico. I just snagged it before anybody else could. No one else wrote it in their section. Um, just a beautiful game to watch from, from the neutral. Not if you went crazy like Reed and I did and captained Bawanga and we never captained forwards and we don't ever do it for a reason. And now I will remind us both that the next time we think we should. We did it um, for the content. We did it for the content. We did it for you guys. Um, but just a really great from the neutral perspective to watch for fantasy too. Um, watching Chicharito get in there again. Good for fantasy. Um, Obviously, defensively, not great for anybody. My expectation was for LAFC to dominate and for Bawanga to get a goal or two. And the reality was LAFC dominated, but Vela got goals. Um, and the Galaxy were able to pull two back, which was surprising for me. I think a lot of people were hoping for an LAFC shutout. Um, but in rivalry games, it just always makes me nervous um, to to bank on that. So... Yeah, I you know some interesting things definitely came up this week and in fantasy for for some of the the bigger teams, bigger players. So um, a lot I wasn't expecting for sure. But Hollingshead got the goal, and that was some things that people had banked on. I brought in Hollingshead, yeah. and I was really hoping that there would be sort of a connection with the opposite sides of Hollingshead and Boanga. And yeah. Mm -hmm. so, mm -hmm. um, I did forget to mention uh, my score, so sorry about that. Uh, that was not oh not on on purpose. I will share. Uh, I did have a flub with captain. I did go with Bawanga, like like Ashley said, and uh, I was kind of on the fence with Espinosa or Bawanga, but I went with Bawanga for the content for you all, and so I ended up on eighty seven, uh, which was not fantastic. I brought in Gressel and and Martins from uh, New York City, 
And so I did get some good points there. Espinosa, Ladero, Zellerion did great for me. Had Rodriguez and Hollingshead off the bench. And I did a keeperoo with uh, Martinkowski and Schlute. And so I did, I did, th- I had six points from Schlute, but I rolled the dice and got eight from um, Martinkowski. So uh, overall there. Uh, and still, I am continuing to hit that rough spot uh, in the host invitational league. 87 lost that by two points to right there. Uh, lost some by some some to 90s as well. Had a tie in the Patreon league. So uh, a mixed bag on my head-to-heads because you all are crazy with some of the scores that you did. But yeah, definitely a captain flub for me, but not not horrible. Uh, one of the the ones that I missed was I ended up going with Klitsch as uh, when I was switching around with, with Almada not being available. And he only got four points. That was, I think, a definite risk. Strangely enough, he's produced a lot of bonus points this season, and I was sort of going with a hope that he could do something against Montreal and did not play out for me. So that was uh, that was my uh, team result. So I did was not trying to, to hide that. Christian? Uh, 92 points wasn't great. I mean, it was great, but it wasn't like as great as like the guy I was after. <laughs> <clears throat> he did Captain Vela, and uh, I had it on – I had the on band on Vela all week and there's a reason for that. And I talked about it on discord today and got argued with and, you know, whatever the, the point is the Vela owns, well, no, Vela owns El Trafico period. He's up for that game. Mm -hmm. He's always up for that game. You're kind of silly if you don't take Vela, but I understand why you would take Buwanga. Uh, that guy is so informed, it should be illegal. And um, so I get it. If you only had one forward slot for LAFC, yeah, I, it's a good solid argument to take Buanga. Uh, especially against a defense that isn't that great, to be honest. Um, they're not terrible either, though. I mean, let's. Well, they were missing pieces, it. right? They were missing pieces. Well, yeah, but but they're not, they haven't been like really disastrous, like some that we've seen mm-hmm. <laughs> so so I, you know like i knew that this was going to be kind of a competitive game but i also had a really good idea as to who was going to produce so i had vela on, i had the armband on vela i also had buanga and um the, the problem with me is that i'm like an idiot like about like one pick every week and this week my idiot pick was driusi but yeah, i did I have it too I did have the sense to put him on my bench. So yeah. um, uh, I don't think Alex Roldan was an idiot pick. I thought I I was almost positive that Seattle would crush Mm-mm. Portland because Portland hasn't shown us any cohesiveness yeah, but at all. It's that rivalry, right? It's just like what you said about Bella. I don't it, trust yeah, the Seattle defenders motivation. Yeah. in a Portland-Seattle game ever. Yeah, I mean, like, there is no bad player in MLS. Like we we rag on people all the time about how bad they are, right? The problem is it's all motivation. It's all situational. Sure. It's all, you know, you you just there isn't a bad player in MLS, period. Like it just comes down to, you know, basically coaching and what the player's doing from week to week. You know, like yeah. Does he want to try? This is job. How often do you bring excellence to your job every day? You know, like Honestly, take a look in the mirror and just answer that, and you'll you'll start to understand why uh, 
certain players don't do what we expect them to do week in and week out. Um, but anyway, that's that's how I did my takeaway. Um, I've been I've been hovering between uh, second overall and third overall for the last three weeks. Um, so I'm actually happy I didn't drop the top. So like that sounds really, really impressive. Like you know, older Golder and I are like one and two. It's not that impressive, and here's why: there's ten points separating the top twenty. <laughs> well, yeah. you know what I mean, like twenty points a, maybe. Yeah. And so, so it's like really tight. So any one of us, like if we sneeze, we're in tenth all of a sudden. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like if 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 we pick the wrong defender, or one wrong player, or wrong cap choice, plummet. Uh, but anyway. Um, so my takeaway, uh, of course, I'm a Minnesota homer, so I've got to talk about Minnesota versus Orlando. Um, I didn't know what to expect in that game going into it, actually. But I did have a general expectation as a fan of this team and as established in the first five or six games of the season. Like coming into the season, I didn't expect anything from them. We lost Reynoso, you know the story. Anyway, we start winning games away. We start shutting out. Well, we only had one shutout, but like we started <laughs> holding teams to like one goal. Um, so we became hopeful. <laughs> and and then um then then we then we didn't. Because we can't shut games down. I mean, like, we cannot close out games. That's the general expectation I had. Going into this week, okay, here's Orlando. They're a decent team. We're at home. We need to be able to shut them down and to be able to, like, close out the game, uh, even if it's just a 1-0 lead. Um, And two weeks in a row now, we have conceded late. uh, Late goals that have cost us a lot of points, so... And I think we were in third place in the West at one point. And uh, now we're in, I don't even want to look place. It's, it's past fifth place. I'm pretty sure. Um, But anyway, yeah. I mean, like, thanks chat. Thanks uh, black and red for saying that. I mean, we are at least scoring. Um, I, I really, I really appreciate that recognition Um, as if I own the team. Okay. Uh, that's it for me. That's my takeaway. I've got a few little updates from Blaine and a couple of those I did want to mention. Uh, DCU versus Montreal. Uh, Blaine is going to continue to harp until it changes, load up against Montreal, I especially the de- on defense. I will say DC is also one that to be questioned about. Going up against Montreal on the road, they got that 1-0 victory, but a, not a lot of production from DC, even though it was a weak Montreal team. They were great differentials. Uh, I know some people who had them as the defender, Differentials came out very well, but that's still for me, uh, expectation and reality, DCU and Montreal, still teams near the bottom that you can expect others to get results against. Uh, Charlotte, Colorado, we expected that to be more advantageous, sorry, for Charlotte. Uh, not sure what was happening with Colorado since they have been struggling as well. And that was 2-2 draw. So it was a bit of what we expected. Don't know where the goals are going to come from from Charlotte because they've been able to get so few uh, but still a few little struggles with Colorado. Some of their main 
Defensive options are now back in the mix, so keep an eye on them. But of course, I have to mention this game because I'm obligated, I guess, to mention that Barrios got a goal for some reason. And you yes, Christian, I, I did die a little inside, uh, but I didn't have him, so... <laughs> And I never will. And that's and that's just how that works. But I think that's what we expected. That was a better matchup for Charlotte that we had seen. So a little bit more information from them. But still, I think they're a team to bet against. Uh, and, and Colorado is another one where you can still be gaining points against as well. Then finally, I'll call out Chicago versus Philly uh, because that was another one that did not end how I expected. I thought Philly brought out a really strong team. Uh, and even though they were on the road against Chicago, I thought that they had some good opportunities there. I almost was trying to work in Gazdog, who got a goal, so some consistency there. But Chicago got got two. Oh, no, they got they get three. No, there was an own goal. I think it was two two. Is that what it was? I already moved away from the screen. Anyway, Chicago got a couple of goals, and it's not sure who they're coming from. Still, a couple of midfielders that have not been consistent during the season. But that was goals against Philly, and we're wanting them to be solid however the important fancy takeaway is they're out of this champions league window and they should be rested and so yeah uh, they're going to be rested because there's a break from that now so we could maybe be looking more for some of that consistency from philadelphia but i that was something a reality that was not what i expected i expected them to be a bit more tough even though they were on the road uh, against chicago a uh, quick look over to chat to see if there's anything else we should mention so you got the minnesota part uh, Philly, very, yeah, exactly, Ron. Philly very drained from CCL. Uh, so even with that tough, that number, the number one lineup, there's still some tired and getting getting a recovery, which we should expect for this round. Uh, yep, that's about all that we have for the expectations reality. So we're going to be moving into our next segment where we're talking about housekeeping for round nine. All right, welcome back to our housekeeping for round nine. Uh, didn't have time to get all of the, the league updates in, so we will be sure to touch on those in our next segment, uh, except uh, I guess we did get for the Veterans League. Thank you, Ashley, for doing doing your part. Yeah. And Sombrero FC is is winning based on points right there. Everybody else will give you a shout-out uh, next week, but thanks so much for the, the Fantasy Champions League that or the Fantasy Pro Rel League that we have this year is has been very popular doing very well, very competitive. So it's awesome to see everybody. Hope you're having fun. I think we have a better system in place this year to make that more consistent next year because I have your emails. So please be sure to respond at the end whenever we get it sorted out. As for the actual round nine information, everything starts on Saturday, April 22nd at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Again, just like the past several weeks, a bunch of games are starting at 7.30. We have the 7.30, 8.30, 9.30, 10.30 stagger again for, for Saturday. And then we have one game that starts on April 23rd at 4.30 p.m., which is Atlanta versus Chicago. So we do have, just like this past week, the opportunity for some switcheroos using that Sunday game if you don't want to work with just the, the 7.30, 10.30 games as well as some of your ideal ones. Um, no teams on double Vancouver is the only one uh, and they have no 4.0 scrub. So they're not going to be awesome options for your single game week team or for your, your, um, scrub options to, to, uh, initiate those auto or your switcheroos 
of the switcheroos, the easiest teams to target since we have so many kicking off at 7.30. Uh, at 10.30, you'll have LA Galaxy in, in Austin and in Seattle and Minnesota. Those will be very easy to work with with those 7.30 teams. Uh, you could also work with some of the 9.30 teams, Colorado versus St. Louis, Real Salt Lake versus San Jose Earthquakes. Those will be a little tougher just because it's all the likelihood because of stoppage time and late kickoffs. You're not going to get to see the ends of the 7.30 games before you are looking at those 9.30 games. But if you're happy with it, you can go with there. And don't forget, you're going to have that Atlanta-Chicago game at the end if you do want to have the pure switcheroo or the otteroo to really see what happens for any of the games that are on Saturday. But those are the options right there. To note, we do have Canadian Championship going on this week, which we don't talk about very often. And we also have a FIFA friendly going on this week that's impacting some of the players. So Montreal is the only team from Canada that is playing this week during the Canadian Championship and that they are playing on Tuesday. So tomorrow, if you're listening tonight and Tuesday, depending on when I get the podcast edited and published, they may have already played. Um not that that is impacting who we're going to pick from Montreal, but it could be another reason for the target Montreal this week, depending on the lineup that they roll out. And then, of course, the United States is playing Mexico in a friendly, and we'll talk more about that coming up in our suspension injury mega reference section, which I believe this week Ashley has the update for us. I sure do. Love taking this on from Blaine because I love names. You guys know that about me. Uh, so a couple of returns, uh, Chicharito full 90 played in El Trafico, scored some points. Um, it's not on my team next week, but you know, he's making a comeback. Uh, Oh gosh, Tyler. Thank you. Is he going to spell it out for me? Matias Bagush made his first appearance for LAFC. So the Leeds guy, uh, and then Shakiri, I got that one. Uh, returned as a sub, so that's something to pay attention to for Chicago. Uh, red cards and suspension. Uh, Van Zier, obviously, out. I don't even want to talk about that. Um, hopefully forever. Uh, Castellanos, SKC, red card. Dogzo, rookie mistake. Uh, Barrero for New England, red card. Pellegrini, NYCFC, out on yellow card accumulation. Um a couple of injuries to some some fantasy relevant players for sure. Christian Roldan entered concussion protocol late in the week um, for an, for not identifying his head injury earlier. I told uh, Spencer I remember watching it happen during the game. Like I know exactly when it was, um, but it, he didn't seem to hit his head. Obviously, he did. Uh, so concussion protocol. Not sure how long he'll be out. Not even sure if he made it to national team camp. Um, if he didn't travel the national team camp, I expect he probably won't play this weekend. Uh, Rusnak for Seattle, lower leg and heel injury. Um, and just in case people were trying to get crafty, I'll also add Josh Tensio was on that list. Um, for Seattle, uh, I think groin, uh, Jonathan Klingsman for galaxy, uh, came up limping at the end of that game. Something to watch Chris Mavinga for galaxy. It looks like Achilles, which is a huge bummer. Uh, Tillman had a leg injury. Uh, Kai Wagner looked to re-injure his hamstring during CCL. Uh, so there's some Philly implications there. Uh, Tehran from Chicago, uh, undisclosed. Uh, Diego Fagundes has had a knee injury. Um, he was in tears leaving the field, so pay attention to that. 
Full Bassett was a 30-minute sub for Colorado. Okay. <clears throat> Here we go. Uh, <laughs> Yorgos Yakumakis. I practiced that, and I don't even know if I got it right. Possible hamstring injury, otherwise known as Gigi for Atlanta. Uh, and I asked Tyler if I could call him Gigi, and Tyler said no. Um, <clears throat> so, possible hamstring, something to watch for. Um, unfortunately, they're the only game on Sunday, so it's something I would – Definitely either have a backup plan for um, or be able to scrub. And then a DCU player I've never heard of is on this list. So you guys don't need to know because I can't pronounce that either. Irrelevant. Okay. I have one. Oh, hit me. Tiago Almada. Oh, sure. And then also, I guess we should say Lucho. These are new injuries. I guess I should preface that. But yes, Almada is day-to-day. Is there something that came out? Well, no. Yeah. I mean, like, I think people are, I've, I've seen it on Discord. There's a giant spectrum of understanding here. Sure. So the facts are he's been in full training okay. for about a week. Uh, he, they checked him over. He was on the bench, I believe, uh, or not on the bench. Uh, they checked him over before the game on Saturday and he didn't clear or they were holding him back as a precaution. Okay. So like everybody from Atlanta is like going, I'd be shocked if he didn't play. So I'm thinking that, you know, the only reason that he would be not starting it at all would be like, it's worse than we thought and it wasn't disclosed or whatever, but I honestly don't think that that he's gonna miss that game, frankly. So sure. in fact, in fact, if he does start, I I would I would bet my shirt that, that he goes at least 80 minutes. Reed, do you know have you seen a timeline for Lucho? I because that's another big big injury. When, when he first was injured, they were they were saying two to three weeks. Okay. So they it wasn't looked at as as major. It's mostly just getting it mm-hmm. to, to heal and then come back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What was okay. it the injury? Was it dislocated shoulder? shoulder or... Yeah. Yep. Yeah, when he had that that fall. So, all right. So yeah. So that's that's all that's all I got. For now. Yeah, the last the last quick update. I'll add uh, some great information from uh, from chat. Thanks so much. Uh, let's see here. Who made the color here? Thanks so much, Hudson, for for mentioning this. If you are looking for four players, then I put Austin. It in the notes. You put in oh, the notes. Oh, sorry. No, no. I put in the notes that there are none for Vancouver. From Vancouver, but sorry. Austin has several four <laughs> You can look at there are ten thirty yes. games, and uh, San Jose also has several four players from one of the nine thirty games. Minnesota so. has a couple too. Minnesota has some. So if you don't want to wait for, I'm sure Atlanta and Chicago have some as well, but if you want to look at some of those guys from the first rounds, yeah. uh, there are 4.0 players from later games. And of course we do that so that you have the opportunity to change those 4.0s in case you leave money in your bank to get a player uh, to not come off your bench. Uh, you do have options this round. And if you're still a little tight with your budget, you have some options right there as well. Thanks so much <laughs> chat for providing that. Uh, but that's the 4.0 players. What you want to hear about are the big money, the big name players who are going to get you points in this round. And that's who we're going to be talking about with our player targets coming up next. All right, welcome back. We are going to be talking about our player targets for round nine, starting with keepers and defenders. But first, a quick little update, Ashley. Yeah, I forgot to mention in the injuries and suspensions that USFC starts 
next week. So we could see some rotation on the weekend uh, for teams that are playing uh, heavily in that, if that makes sense, you know, go, going for it. We see a mix, right? Uh, some MLS teams put out all their academy kids. Some MLS teams go ham. So um, just something to pay attention to uh, when watching lineups this weekend. All right. But then well, go ahead. I was going to say, thanks for that. Let's talk keepers defenders. Let's do it. Um, I, you know, I've looked at a, at a couple choices um, for keepers. This we we talked about this last week, and I know it was kind of talked on um, a little further too. Um, the way that these timings have set up don't really help, especially with a keeper brew. Um, this week, I like some of the options a little better. Currently, I'm going Petrovic to Fry. Uh, I think. In Christian's notes, he'll blast me for this. Maybe I'm wrong. But uh, I'm also noting Westberg as a cheap keeper if needed. The Atlantic keeper who is playing in place of injured, re-injured, I should say, Brad Guzon. Um, why, why would I blast you for that? I thought your someone's notes said not to, but I might be no. mis, misremembering. Maybe it was Blades. I, I, I literally I have him. You have it too? Yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, he's 4.8, right? So, you know, he'll get a price rise just for playing, most likely, unless they get, you know, murdered. Um, but that's a pretty cheap option, especially if you're going to spend the money on the front end, which I plan to with Petrovic. Um, and, and yeah, so that's something I'm looking at. I also just want to highlight and maybe this I am uh, sealing, how well Schultz has been doing for Columbus. Um, he's not as cheap as he as he once was, but he's still pretty cheap. Um, and he's just price rising and bonus pointing like crazy. I think he got a six. I, I put him on my bench and ended up keeping his points. Um, he got a six last week without a shutout. And, he, you know, so that's a, a great cheap, cheaper option if you're if you're looking to. Um for defenders this week, I do like Alex Waldon. You didn't hear his name out of my mouth last week, but I'll say it this week. Um, I'm definitely not, you know, loading up against Minnesota. That's that's not anything I'm, I'm going to say. I think, like uh, Christian said, they're, they're sneakily not bad. They're sixth. I checked when you said that. Um, but I, I like the Sounders after that terrible road loss. Um, back at home, they haven't allowed a goal at home yet this season. Um, and Minnesota's, they're putting in a goal a game, but um, the offense isn't anything I'm overwhelmed with. So I do like the Seattle back line this week. Um, I also like Bayon Jones. Romney had a good point outage more so than they did this last week with bonus points. So um, I think you could pull from a couple in that New England back line. Uh, I'll go over this a thousand times with Reed, but I like mascara over Barrial. Um, I was interested to see how much Barrial moved into that 10 spot with Lucho out. And the answer was he didn't. Um, and so for the price and the point production, I prefer mascara actually got more points in that loss than Barrial did. Um, I think if you want to spend the money, I understand it. I think there's more potential with Barrial, but Mascara has been more consistent. Um, and then I'm considering for my last spot a, a couple different things I'll just throw out here for anyone who's also trying to consider that bench play. Um, I'm considering Orlando, Houston, or Tolkien. Tolkien had a great bonus point producing week this past week for Red Bull. Red Bull are going to Montreal. Um, that's a, a, a matchup that we've highlighted a couple times already, you know, playing against Montreal. 
Um, I do always get nervous when it's road against Montreal, but still. Um, and then I really like Houston at home against inner. Uh, I think that that could, could be a good matchup. And then Orlando is playing, correct me if I'm wrong. I just want to double share. Yes. DC and Orlando is the home team there. So um, definitely, you know, a couple different defenses to consider for that last spot, but um, I think either of the uh, three could be decent. Uh, I'll go into Blaine since he usually runs after me. Uh, Blaine's looking at Coronel to fry. Um, Coronel is cheap. And then he adds a little line, which Reed and I will contest, which is SKC is due, which is not a fantasy stat. Um, but I, I do agree that SKC is getting there actual starting front line game after game here um eventually they have to score um we've watched all those guys score many 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 times johnny russell polito shallowy so um i do think it'll happen at, at one point um he also likes buying jones he's picking up lennon he also likes token um and then he's considering a reyes or Christian or Alex rolled on if he decides not to double up on Red Bull. You guys know how I feel about doubling, but that's what Blaine is looking at this week. And I will also mention that New England is tied for second in the league in most shots allowed against. So yeah, uh, this could be a time for for that for something to happen against them. So I'll just mention that quick little stat there, Christian. Oh, you silly people! What we have for that, the same for that last stat? Oh. That's only going to result in a lot of bonus bonus points for, uh, you know, Romney. Sure. Maybe maybe not Farrell, <laughs> but it will for Romney, which mm-hmm. is why I have him on my team. Yeah, right. I think Romney is the best New England defender to pick this week for that very reason. I also think Barial is essential because Portland allows the most crosses into the box of any team in the league. And guess who's going to be taking those? It's going to be yeah. Ariel. Um, and you might want to pick up cheap Arias too, uh, the other fullback. Yeah. Um, anyway, I kind of skipped around a little bit. I, you know, I'd like to bring a motion to the committee to add the term keeper poo to the okay. fantasy okay. lexicon. Uh, because there's a lot of choices and none of them are particularly o- odorless this week. <laughs> <clears throat> Take it the chat. What do you all think? Is that uh, is that worth adding? Uh, so I lady. say that because you either have really cheap iffy ones this week, or you have, you know, like you have to you have to lay out nine point six million for for yeah. Petrovic, uh, which is absolutely not worth it in my opinion. I think it's a waste sure. of a. Uh, well, actually. I'm not struggling okay, with money anymore. Not as silly as I thought before, because all of those balls into the box means Petrovic might get a bunch of bonus bonus sure. points with clearances well, and recovery. I also think it depends on where you're at right now. I'm not trying to hijack your point by any means, but I. Oh, I know you're about to flex. I know. No, no, no. I, yeah, my I bank is doing. crazy. My bank is nuts. I don't know how it got there, but it did. So I don't care as much about it. But I agree with you. That's a stupid amount of money to spend. If you've got less than 125 mil. Don't spend that money. <laughs> yeah, there. don't don't do it. Um, yeah, I was incidentally <laughs> one of my directives for this podcast was for me to see if I could take Petrovich and just say, "Oh yeah, I've got him too." Ashley mm-hmm. didn't work anyway. Yeah. Um, so I'm currently on 
believe it or not, right now, I'm currently on Klinsman, if he's healthy, to um, mm-hmm. the Atlanta keeper the following day. Yeah, uh, That's because I just think that all the rest of them are just iffy. Um, mm-hmm. So I put Diop uh, on my field because he's 5'5". Five, five. He very well could start after that horrible, horrible match uh, by Westy. Yeah. Um, so I put Diop on there just so I'd have the money if in case he started because it's the last game and I don't want to be, you know, kind of screwed out of a keeper of well, I'm sorry, a keeper poo. Keep poo. <laughs> um so if he doesn't happen to start. So, but yeah, I mean it's a solid play. I mean, they're at home. Um, Chicago, you know, it, it all depends on Shakiri and if uh, Mueller's feeling it. Um, I don't think that Chicago's necessarily great away. So uh, I think it's a pretty decent shout. Um, I also have Lennon. I have Roldan. I did load up on Seattle uh, being a Minnesota fan. Um, I'd be, I actually, I think Seattle's looked extremely impressive for the, for the entire season so far. Yeah, like I, like I said, humble, humble brag stat. No, which they'll get scored on this weekend. And now that I'm saying it twice, but no goals at set at. I, I don't think you will. Yeah, so that's why I've got rolled on. Scatta, you got to go with the with the stats, right? And uh, I also have Rui. I have Ludero. Um, you're getting but, ahead of yourself now. Yeah, I'm getting ahead of myself, but yeah, uh, I think I actually covered everybody, didn't I? Yeah, Arno, you're good. Romney, rolled on Lennon. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I'll show. <laughs> so, uh, just kind of going through there, I I think Schlute's an option that uh, hasn't been mentioned yet. For I talked about his cheapness and his uh his uh bonus point production. Did I say his name wrong? I said Schulte. Uh That that Schulte. could be it. Schulte. 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 Whatever it is, I'm going to talk about him from Charlotte's poorness. Uh, so he is mm-hmm. he is cheap. There is a great keeper there. Um, but I think that. That he came through for me. Well, I guess he didn't come before, but he had a solid, solid result last week with, without having that. But I think he's he's good for activating any other kind of keeperu that you do want to do, especially since that's an easy one if you wanted to go into an LA Galaxy or go into uh, Seattle or even take take a flyer on on Atlanta who does not have um, Guzan in there. So there's going to be some cheapness between those two right there. I don't think you could pair up again uh, going with somebody else from from Columbus as a, another defense option if you want to have that as just two two on the bench right there i also agree with tolkien great point with with barial he does get a lot of crosses uh arius does not get a lot of crosses for credit in the game he may put some stuff in but he doesn't get a lot of of actual cross stats in the game um barial does three four is not uncommon for him to get during game he's all over the field with that and also on a lot of the set plays so a uh, great shout there. And I will, I, I'm not hard against Mascara with Cincinnati. He and Miazga are virtually the same as far as yeah. I look at, as far as bonus point production. Mascara does get forward a bit more. Uh, so between those two guys, I tend to go more with, with Miazga, but that's more of a, a point pick there. I think you could also, with, with there being some question about Cincinnati's ability to score, you could look over to the Portland defense. I mean, you have Mascara on their side as well, who has some offensive ability. They're sub seven million. You also have um 
McGraw, who has just been a bonus point machine, has the most bonus points of any defender in the game right now. So I think you do have some options there, depending on if Cincinnati is going to be able to get anything going on the production side with Portland at home coming off of that big win. So uh, that could be a zero zero. That could just be another bench play that you do with with those teams. Uh, Go ahead. Can I point something out? Uh, Black and red, one of our regulars, he says uh, he's going with the NYC goalkeeper defense correlation on the bench. And he says he's going to do it only if uh, Jesus Ferreira goes 70 plus minutes versus Mexico. So I think that's pretty sure. clever, actually. I absolutely but agree. Except, except, okay, so Baraz is cheaper than Schulte, right? He's cheaper he, because he's terrible. He started every he's game. He's terrible. This that's season. what I was about to say. Like he concedes. Like if you see, yeah. Oh man. So yeah, that's the only reason I'm not really. But he's, if I remember correctly, he's got Ilyich. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, the uh, the replacement for Gray, mm-hmm. uh, who actually put up 11 points, mm-hmm. and his boy like seven of those were bonus points. Like mm-hmm. that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's yeah. a sneaky a sneaky yeah. thing to note defensively. I think there's some less restrictive defenses mm-hmm. if that makes sense like less a if then buts um yeah. to pull from but but it is now cheap. outed black and red for his his smartness. Yeah, no, that's a great call especially I know uh Paxton also got got the late call up as well yeah. and there's not a lot of production in that Dallas midfield that I think we rely on for fantasy. Uh, just wrapping out some defender conversations. I think you could even look at Rodriguez on the road, 9.1, maybe a little bit high, but uh, RSL's kind of struggled some, and Rodriguez had great bonus point production right there. Um, great take for New England, Christian, uh, but I think you could also look at, again, uh, Jones or by as far as who you want to go with with that. Um, and then with some of those questions with, with some of the injuries and starting up with Toronto, You've you've got several pretty affordable players in Philadelphia. If you wanted to to look at some of those guys as as a, a backline, I, I agree those are our options there. And let's give a shout out because if we don't, we're gonna we're gonna hear about it on Twitter. Um, it is it is uh, St. Louis at Colorado. Some well, I'm options. so sorry. Let's talk. Yeah. Uh, should I just, I feel like I'm the one that got this heat so bad. I need to make a note every week to make sure to mention St. Louis. Um, there's some great cheap defenders there and they're going to one of the worst scoring teams. I don't know. Barrios, maybe he got his fire back now, but uh, I mean, St. Louis go defense. now guys. Oh, I we'll mean, see. We'll we'll see. See. bench, a bench option. And of course, absolutely. Yeah, but- the shout out with New York City FC. I think that covers I, a lot I, of the I don't players. Wanna, I don't want to bet against <coughs> Rubio. Sorry, at home. No. no, we just this is obligatory now. I have to say it every week. Oh, I can mention there. There's some budget options there, and you can see it. It yes. may be it may be worth worth a, a bench spot depending on what your um, team looks like. Not I would say not a team that I'm looking at. Uh, I'd rather look at something like a San Jose on the road if we're going to look at that or um or even a columbus on the road and before i would look at at uh st louis this week uh, but that's a lot of defenders to look at lots of different price points so it's a great conversation there let's move on to talking about midfielders uh just do the the quick mention from from blaine hits a lot of the ones that we all agree on heel mm-hmm. is one that all of us are looking at this week uh herrera is one that all of us are looking at this week Bella. 
Uh, Zella is one that we're looking at this week. Almada, if available, is mm-hmm. one that all a lot of us have at least have our eyes on this week. Um, and then after that, Blaine also gives a shout out to um, let's see, Espinoza. Well, Espinoza is one that not all of us have, but totally get uh, on the road while you be be looking at at them against RSL, who have allowed. Almost every game, if not every game, maybe maybe one clean sheet, but usually one or two goals per game for for RSL. So uh, and San Jose has been scoring. They give up, but they also have been scoring. Uh, then yes, he gives a shout out to to Lowen and also to Brugman right there. I think we we're have a. He's been on that train all season, guys. He he has been on that train all that season. <laughs> Uh, and I've got some more stuff to say about about LA, so I'll I'll save that for for me because Blaine's not here. So Christian, well, okay, uh, you mentioned everybody: uh, Odero, Almada, Herrera, Heel, Zellerian. I also have Espinoza. I also think, God, I hate I hate it, but I I like Orlando mids this mm-hmm. week. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ojeda and Torres. Bakundo Torres, especially. Um, somebody's saying gas bag. Um, you know, gas bag's not that bad of a shout, but he's just, uh, you know, like I'm not taking him until they clear CCL. Sure. You know, like I'm yeah. just not comfortable doing it. Um, anyway, let's yeah. let's, let's get through this one so that we can okay. debate forwards. Sure. Actually. Uh, I have no new name to add to that list. Um, I am considering Gazdag. Um, I'm taking everyone else that you already said, uh, Christian, or that or that Reed you said for Blaine. Um, I think for me the must this week are Heal, um, Almada if if fit, um, which that's going to be tricky because they're the only game on Sunday. Um, so then. I, I, I'd like to kind of maybe have that discussion with you guys. What do you think you should do with him? Because you need to be able to afford him. He's 12 mil, right? Am I wrong? Or Gazdag? He is 12 no, mil. No, Almada. Oh, Almada. Yes, he's 12. Okay, he is. only game on Sunday. So, so he's 12 mil. So if we don't know going into the Saturday games whether or not Almada is healthy, what do you do with him in your fantasy lineup? Do you put him on the bench? So that it just yeah. it's just a spot, but then maybe his points don't come in depending on how you've scrubbed. So do you start Almada, and then if he's not playing, you turn him into somebody else. Here's, I think I think I, I have my own thought, but I'd like to hear what you two think because I think the will you or won't you Almada will be a thing this week, unless you know Pineda could say something midweek that's like he's totally fine, he's playing, and then right. obviously that's the only reason I would take him is if Pineda said that. So if he doesn't say that for you, he's not on your team. Correct. Correct. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. No. That that is it. Uh, it's 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 too late for that much money. Like it was easier last week when I took Bowanga because if for some reason Bowanga didn't play, I was like, yeah, Bella, Poku, Bella. I, I'll, I'll go Bella. No Buke. problem. Who cares? It, it it works. I have if I end up with some mm-hmm. extra money, that's fine. Uh, I don't feel that way. I mean, there's not another person on Atlanta. I'm going to just pivot to. I'm going to be like, mm-hmm. damn. And, and I so, don't love Shakiri. <laughs> Sorry. Correct. Yeah. No. no uh, I will say. Although there, there are some. Okay. Like, if 
let's just say you're using Westberg as your fallback keeper. And let's yeah. say you have to use them. Um, if you don't have Lennon already, that is a, you could scrub that mid spot and. Yeah, no, that's him. fair. Yeah. Um, if Giacomakis decides that he's fit, you know, you could scrub that mid spot and buy Giacomakis instead of scrubbing that forward you were planning on doing. So, yeah. like, it depends on how many of those slots you're using going into that game, I guess. But I also think it depends on how how price capped you are. And again, yeah, that too. Not a bank brag, but for but, me, my initial instinct was to put him on the bench and make sure I had plenty of scrub space to yeah. to bring him in. If I, you know, if I the rest of my bench hit two, um, because of the 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 money, I can do most of what I want to do without being like shit. I don't have enough. Um, but that, but there were a couple of things where I wanted a more expensive player and I couldn't do it if I kept Almada. And so I think if you can afford it to put him on your bench and then you just see, um, and then you just make him someone who doesn't matter. Right. And then you do what you just said, which is you, you fill the scrub with someone who does, maybe you didn't already have Lennon, maybe Wiley got moved up again. I don't know. Right. She hosts bonus points, something right. Gigi's out. So you pick up, she, there's a couple other options and not midfield that you could do if you plan your scrubs out True. properly and you put Almada on your bench is all is, is my only, like if you don't want to not have him, cause you're going to be pissed if Pineda's crickets and then he's starting against Chicago. Right. Um, and you don't have a way to, to bring him in. So well, I think, I think the majority of, you know, whoever's in like the top 200 and yeah. currently is going to be savvy enough to fade him. If we haven't heard anything, sure, you know, like the only people who are going to have Almada on their team are people who flat out went on vacation for the weekend, you know, or like, last week too. No, I, I, that, no, I, I hear week. you. No, a hundred percent. Yeah, I hear you. I'm just saying. <laughs> I think there's a way to do it without mm-hmm. screwing yourself over, um, yeah. because sure. it's the last game of the week. Well, so look at it this way: if so it depends on your philosophy on the game. Like I always love to start five mids. I know. do too. So it's hard um, to do that, but. But anyway, like he's also a cap candidate, right? So sure. I, you know, if he, if he's even in my team, he's started, he's on my field and he's probably got the armband this week. No, I agree. And, and I think that it's, there are other players that are more attractive if you don't want to have Amada that you just use that money to pivot into them. And yes. I think we're going to hit some of those with the forward section when we talk about it. But before we get there, I do want to add a couple of names to this conversation to build off of what Blaine was saying. Well, first, we had to mention a Mukhtar in in the comments. And Mukhtar has not been producing. He is at home again against LAFC. I last week. just don't trust Mukhtar really at yeah. this point. I think there are other for midfielders that we've already mentioned who have better matchups, even on the road, looking at you, Zellerion, that uh, are more enticing than Mukhtar this round until he shows some more consistent form or not even playing against LA's FC's tough. And so yeah, give, give me a better matchup. LAFC is a, a great defense. Yeah. yeah they're a great give, road give me a better. team. Mm-hmm. They're a good road team. They're a good team team. Um, Mukhtar would need to be playing better for yeah. me to think of him even yeah. at home this week. And now building off what Blaine said with LA Galaxy, he mentioned Brugman, and that's and that's totally fine. But as I mentioned earlier, 
Austin FC are another team that is tied for the second most goals or shots against allowed. They've allowed 115 shots against them. And if you start looking back through some of these these stats, uh, Quish has been generating shots, not been necessarily getting the results that we want. I think that's another name you could add on your midfield list, uh, which is also some some value there. Sub 8.5, he's 8.3 million that could have maybe a better result this week. He had a decent score last week, not the scores that we want, but Austin allows shots and he's been getting some shots during that. So I think you don't have to just look at Brugman who plays behind Huishi on, at least on, on paper. Um, and so he, he could have some, some more options there. There's another player who's been getting some shots as well for LA, who I think we'll be talking about next, but I go to chat real quick to see if anyone has been mentioned. Great shout out about Gazdog and, and chat. Philly does have CCL coming up midweek next week. So there could be some rotations there with Philly. It's that's going to impact any choices that you may want to make from that crew. Philly does play a 730 game. So you can easily see their lineups if you want to have some other midfielders in your pocket for who you might pivot to. We've mentioned a bunch. I think you could easily do that for where Gazdog's price is right now. So let's move on to talking about forwards. Uh, no consensus picks here. So Christian, who do you have? Oh, I have, um, as I mentioned before, I have Rui Diaz. That could turn into Araujo from Atlanta if they feel a really strong team. If Omada's playing, I might consider that. Um, I have Bossy on the bench. I also have Sergio Santos on my bench, and I'd be interested to hear opinions about that. I, I'm i not married to either Bossy or Santos, to be honest. Uh, I think forward options are pretty garbage this week, although I do want to uh, pretty much mention uh, Kerwin Vargas. So funny story. I'll make it short. <laughs> Funny story is uh, I'm in a draft league and I traded. Uh, I, I made a trade this week with with Tyler uh, Ranchinator, uh, and he threw in Vargas because he was going to drop him. And uh, and so I got I got Vargas, and another guy, uh, Lowen, by the way, and Vargas puts up an eleven. He hasn't done anything, and then he puts up an eleven, and so I was flipping around on my four, four screen split screen. And uh, I put Charlotte up there and I would watch Kerwin Vargas. Cause I picked him up and I was curious, this guy is good. Like he's fast. He's got really serious ball skills. And like, he scares me. Like if I was, if I had to defend him, like, I'd be like, yeah, this guy, he's like just as dynamic as somebody like Ojeda. Okay. Like he's just as, as dynamic. So I'm, I'm thinking that Vargas is a, a goal threat. Like, like, yeah. I mean, like, why wouldn't he be like, so let's not like count Charlotte out from scoring. And that's why I don't have Schultz on my, on my bench right now. Otherwise I would. So I think, I think Vargas is pretty good for one. So anyway, that's cheap too. For well, cheap for a striker. So, Actually. Yeah, I uh, I also like Rui Diaz this this week. Um, you know he's two games in a row, 
So I think, uh, you know, he, I, I anticipate he'll start. Um, he, I will point out uh, he's angry. Uh, I don't know if that's good for him or not. Last time we saw him angry was when he first started getting dropped from Peru's national team and played real angry. Um, it went well for the Sounders, but now he's mad at the Sounders. So um, it's just something to pay attention to. Uh, I also like Bossy this week. I've been riding that Bossy train since he was like cheap, cheap. Um, just as my as my bench striker, I've never started him. Um, but I, you know, with Herrera back this week and and the matchup that they have, I I like him as like an actual pick now. I still don't know if I'll start him. Um, but you know, he's always just kind of been the cheap striker I throw on my bench to to make try to make space and make money. Um, but he's becoming kind of a good, a good pick and a good matchup. So, and then for my third striker spot, um, I, I am going back and forth between Klaus and Gigi and I, here's my obligatory St. Louis legitimate shout out. Um, Klaus is producing points. I know they're on the road, but he's done well on the road. Um, and they're going to a kind of shitty team. Um, I think Colorado is pretty bad. Um, mm-hmm. They already went to altitude once this year and still won pretty handily at RSL. Um, so he's expensive. So, you know, you're going to want to pay for it. Um, I think I'd rather have Gigi if I know he's good to play. Uh, but Klaus is a, is a, is a pick I'm, I'm definitely considering. I also, um, I prefer not to scrub my striker. I prefer to have a striker. I don't really care about on my bench. Um, but that's been bossy most of the season. So, uh, I don't, I don't know what I'll do. Maybe I'll just keep, keep him on my bench continuously. Um, Wayne also likes Gigi this week if healthy. And then he has bossy on his team. Uh, and then he wrote some guy named scrub. I'm not sure who, who they're playing uh, and why you wouldn't waste it on a defender, but that's who Blaine likes this week. I think that's fair. So, uh, Christian, you had mentioned uh, Santos mm-hmm. at the beginning, and I and I think Santos is is a great. He is not one who usually plays uh, the full minutes. Um, it's likely he's probably going to be getting some of that more starting time with um, Brenner not being available. He did get a goal last week. Tends to be more of that super sub type player. So I'm just not sure about the consistency that we're going to see from him. Uh, but I. He's super cheap, and so if you're just needing a, a cheap bench player, Portland has been a leaky team, so I, I think that could mm-hmm. be a nice little stealth pick. I just want to see what the lineup is. Maybe Cincinnati does switch. Like I was honestly just so confused about why we ran with that lineup and didn't try to put yeah. Barial into more of a playmaking role since he even drifts that way during games. That might games. happen so, this week. So I mean, it could, and if Sergio Santos starts up top with – um, Vasquez, I mean that that could make him much more potent if if Ariel's back there. So it, it could be an interesting uh, setup indeed. But I, I'd like to see that lineup. Well, Santos was technically at the ten position. Mm-hmm. No, he was he he was back there and and he got a goal from that. But it's but he only played seventy seven minutes, and so that it's because the goal was like straight on and he could yeah. concentrate. That's right. Focus, focus on it. Yeah. The other name that I'm going to, I mean, you guys have talked about a lot of people. Um, I think Carranza is another name you could put up there, depending on how you like Philly. Uh, again, talking about some of that production. Uh, Abobasi is another name I think we can mention. Again, going up against RSL, who has been allowing goals. Uh, Rui Diaz is one I have on on my list as well. I, I like that matchup. 
But I also want to mention Chicharito. Talked about some of that uh, Atlanta, sorry, not Atlanta. Talking about some of Austin allowing yeah. shots. And mm -hmm. Chicharito came back for his first 90 in this game. And he got four shots against LAFC. Austin allows shots much more than LAFC, which is the second to the bottom, the, the second best team at not allowing shots. They've only allowed 69 shots and New York Red Bulls have allowed 54. Those are the only, only two teams right there at the bottom uh, after LAFC is New York City FC who have only allowed 78. So LA Galaxy is fifth in shots, total shots taken as a team. And Chicharito got four last week. So I think you have a pretty decent argument for kind of going with that. He, sure. he got an assist. He is back yeah. playing full 90. Austin is not good. And if he's going to keep that production, it could actually turn out to some pretty solid fantasy points right there. And at 8.1 million, that's also a pretty good value for what you could expect for a return right there. Uh, otherwise, I think you guys have nailed a lot of the ones that people are looking at. We're going to go over to uh, Ron mentions Vasquez or Sensi. I think any of the Sensi forwards are just kind of a crapshoot right now. Vasquez really hasn't found his form. And with without Acosta, I think there's just some general questions about what that production's going to be. So I think if you're going with a Sensi forward, it's it has to be a bench at best. But I think Bossy's probably the best bench option, as you guys have already talked about, his just consistency. And we saw no goals this week while Herrera was out. With Herrera coming back, that's likely going to be impacting Bossy in a very positive, positive way. Um, let's see here, a quick other. Duncan yeah. McGuire. Go if, ahead. If, if McGuire starts, Duncan McGuire for Orlando, if he starts, because it seems like they've been rotating who's starting. Uh, you know, it's your turn, so you get to start. Um, if Duncan McGuire starts, I mean, he came on and got a goal, a late goal against us last week. So I've always liked him. He's He's been scoring. He's like their best forward, really. Um, if he starts, he's going straight on my bench, probably in place of Santos, uh, to be honest. Kwanza okay, I also like, by the way. Let's move on and start talking about captains. Ashley is not at the screen right now. So Christian, who do you like? Oh God. Uh, you know, like I have Almada, it, you know, that's assuming he starts uh, and I can confidently put him in there. Um, otherwise it's Carlos Heel. Um, it's got a decent matchup against a team that just is struggling right now. Sorry, Cam. If you're online, <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, I might actually, I, I was actually looking at all of my mids, all of the mids we talked about there, they could all literally be captain candidates and not be laughed off the, the podcast for saying it, you know, like, but yeah, who do you think should be? Captain? Uh, so I, I think for me, it's coming down to, to heal or Ladero. Um, those are the two that I'm looking at. I, I, it's just, I just can't do Almada. I mean, even, even if he was starting that, that late is just so, so 
I guess if I absolutely knew Amato was going to start, I would I would put him in that list. So my top three would be Heal, Ladero, and Almada. But that's a lot of money to put into Almada. And if you're not going to do a like for like swap with Espinosa, that really frees up a lot of money for other places. But I think those would probably be be the top three right there. But right now I have it on Ladero. Um, but it's back and forth between Heal and Ladero. That's armband. That's where I happen to have it stop right okay. now. Ashley doesn't like that. Uh, well, I you guys know I haven't really liked Nico this this year. So no, you have. I was actually surprised to see you uh, put him on your list. First time all season. Yeah. yeah. Who do you like? Uh, I like Heel. Um, I think that that is uh, not creative, um, but I, I do like Heel. If I get um, uh, ballsy, I might go Herrera. Um, I think Inter Miami is is a team that he might be able to to tear up a little bit. Um, but it's probably going to be heel for me just because sporting has been, I would say this to Blaine's face. So no one come at me like I'm saying it just because he's not here, but, um, they've been pretty bad. And so I think, uh, you know, New England is going to be pissed off about what happened in Columbus. Um, and heel looks a little more healy lately. So, uh, that's kind of the obvious one for me, but you know. I've been trying to not go as obvious and it's gone well and gone terrible. So we'll see. I captained Lodera last week. This I, past week? Yeah. I captain Vela. No, that was, no, I, I would be overall rank one had I not oh, pitched it off it. of Vela onto Lodero. Oh, I, mean, I would have suggested you to not do that. So Lodero and Heal have had some consistent production lately as well. I, I will say, since you did throw in uh, Inter Miami again, Inter Miami's defense is is not awful. Um, right. I mean, and, and they're they're on the road at Houston, which uh, Bossy has been the huge Bossy and Herrera the huge production there, and they're both back. Um, but but uh, Inter Miami is is not the awful team from previous years. Their their defense is sure. is not horrible. Um, right. So so I, I'm not sure if those if if Houston would be my ideal captain. This week, just because I I I respect the Inter Miami defense. I mean, it's gonna be healed, but if I want to go crazy, that's sure. I actually I actually expect Miami to score. There you go. Yeah. Uh, let's okay. see here. Uh, yeah, another shout out for yeah a- ACG is being thrown into chat. Uh, shout out for Espinoza. Totally get that. Probably more of a fringe one, but I I understand where you're coming from from there. Uh, Brooks Lennon, Ron. I don't know if you're if you're true or not with with Brooks Lennon, but um those those late those late captains really give me some heartburn and a shout out from zella for for black and red i get it betting against uh charlotte those those are some some great teams be sure to participate in this week's uh mls fantasy boss discord player poll and share your your captain picks because that's a fun pie chart that that we get and to look at and so it's it's uh it's good times that's all that we have for the show tonight. Thank you so much, everyone, for joining us to talk about the players and, and strategies going into round nine. Uh, Ashley has had to leave, and so I'm sure something's come up with the family. So uh, she is uh, off dealing with that. So, Christian, let's uh, do plugs. I would like to, as always, plug the MLS Fantasy Boss Discord community. Uh, great community, uh, we, as we always say. Uh, and if you missed it at the beginning of the podcast, uh, this community has value. If you care about 
you know, doing well at this game, you really do want to uh, be on the Discord because right now there's probably, I think we counted, there's only like three players that, and we're not even certain about two of those players, whether or not they're in the Discord. But the top 10, actually it was the top 20, are all in the Discord other than like maybe three of them that we couldn't verify. So like that's that's a statement, you know, like if you want value, if you want to find value, a valuable resource, come to the Discord. We have great people here. And, uh, you know, I might tell you a dumb joke. You better laugh at it, but I might tell it anyway. Uh, and we have fun there. And we have all kinds of tools. We have all kinds of resources. Um, we crowdsource a lot of things like the things that that uh, MLS itself is really bad at, like injury reporting, absences, things like that. Uh, we crowdsource that. We scour Twitter. We scour websites. We scour uh you know, uh, blogs, sports blogs to make sure that we have that information. So definitely join. Plus it's a lot of fun. Oh, I think I mentioned that. Yeah. So much. Um, I mean, I don't think I really have much I can say. That's the a great plug for the discord community. MLSFancyBoss.com. Of course we do have, uh, Tyler's differentials article there to help you get a little bit uh, less chalky about your team and uh, also the podcast comes up there and we have the discord player poll that's posted there as well for the results uh, i'll see if i can bring back some of the other uh, little random stat articles that we had that i had up there in the past some of that is just time constraints for me frankly and just kind of waiting for there to be enough games under the belt uh, to have some newer information uh, to put up that's not as reliant on on the previous season but yeah, Discord at MLSFantasyBoss.com. Uh, the Reddit is kind of active. I know people wanted it this year, and so I've been posting a few things there, but not as consistently. But if you like Reddit, it's it's there. You can access all of our information over at Reddit as well. And, of course, the Patreon community, patreon.com slash MLSFI. Be sure to select your rank or your tier uh, so we get the swag worked up. And uh, you can be able to get those those cool tiers like uh, the ones who last week, last month joined us as guests. That's part of being one of our top Patreon supporters. And so it's a great community. And uh, once we have that solidified, I'll be putting out some of the, the voting for uh, the fiber artists that we have this year designing our pin and the uh, magnet options. So should be some good times coming up right there. Uh, but that's all that we have for the show this week. So of course, as always, good luck. Mm -hmm.